0: Settle up your horses
1: Well, hello, America, and wherever in the world you may be listening, which now includes listeners in the UK, Germany, Montenegro, Russia, Ghana, Mexico, Canada. God bless you all. Welcome to the Robin Walter Show. We have a lot to cover, as we always do. Just reminding you that you can reach me at RobinWalterShow at gmail.com, RobinWalterShow at gmail.com. You can listen to the program via the internet, if you are so inclined, at robinwalter.net. There's special instructions for our iPhone users. So God bless you all. Let's get rolling. This is a little different program in the sense that I am going to cover a lot of little things. Little in the sense that they didn't make much splash in the news, but that are relevant but because they aren't the kind of thing that Fox or Hannity or Tucker or any of these people can make a whole program out of or a significant portion of it, it doesn't make the cut, but it's relevant. And so I want to start today here with the uh, issue of the 2024 election. I have said earlier that I'm in for Trump. But I, in that program, I made a distinct qualification, and that is, in comparing Donald Trump, chosen by God, in my opinion, 2016, to Nebuchadnezzar, chosen by God thousands of years ago, each failed when they became too filled with pride and failed to give God the necessary credit. And so in that program, I said that, uh, and followed up with the Supreme Court decision on Roe v. Wade, That Trump, while he was key, and maybe the very best thing that he did while being president was picking three Supreme Court justices. It's fabulous. And maybe, I don't think Mike Pence could have done it. I don't think anybody else would have done it. Would have stuck to their guns and picked three pro-life justices with that kind of conviction that Trump had. But he can't take the credit to himself, just like Nebuchadnezzar ended up uh, on all fours eating grass like a pig or a cow because he would not give God the credit due God. When he was humbled, he was restored. If Donald Trump is humbled, I believe he will be restored. If he's not, he won't be. And we move on to others, such as uh, Ron DeSantis. However, as I mentioned, I hope DeSantis stays in Florida only because we need some rock-solid governors in a few states that when those states decide to join and leave the union, that we've got gutsy leaders to be able to do that. Now, I actually don't know if Florida has term limits. I think they do. So I think DeSantis is, uh, I think, is two and done. And one advantage of him running for president would be, and I'll, I'll give him this much, and I love him to pieces, he's young enough to be a two-term president. Uh, Donald Trump, he, I, he's extremely fit. Uh, I don't have any reason to think he wouldn't be fit, but a couple years from now is a couple years from now. Who knows? But I am curious about the the Gavin Newsom play, and his blowing $105,000 of money on ads in Florida telling people to come to California to enjoy real freedom. Now, the only ones that really have any freedom in California are violent career criminals for whom they waive bail and are out on the street committing more crimes. They're the most free, followed up by illegal aliens who now get free health care under California law. Those are the free ones, not free to exercise your faith in that state. But it'll be interesting. I think Newsom is trying to pick a fight with DeSantis, thinking DeSantis is going to be the next Republican candidate, and Newsom is queuing up to replace Joe No Brains Biden. I mean, what is it? Something like 70% of the Democrats now no longer think, uh, oh, Biden, and that's really probably his true last name, O oh Biden a conflation of Joe's stupidity and Brock's condescending, narcissistic leftist um, black liberation theology. It's kind of the worst combination. But I think Newsom thinks that Biden is gone. Everybody thinks he won't be there. Cammie uh, Harris is an absolute dud. The woman who fornicated her way into public office in California uh, she's not going to be able to fornicate her way into presidency or into heaven. Uh, Cammie, just a news flash there for you. But Newsom is queuing up. So I do think there is a possibility the 2024 race will be between Gavin Newsom, of all people, and Ron DeSantis. And boy, what a show that would turn out to be. Okay, moving along. A couple of quick headlines here. Uh, The Biden administration now is flying illegal alien minors out of Texas to get abortions. Illegal alien minors are being flown out of Texas at taxpayers' expense to kill innocent unborn children. Got to be proud of that, Joe. I'll tell you, there's blood dripping from his hands, from his teeth, from his lips, from his tongue. Joe is one bloodthirsty SOB. Well, moving right along. Uh, This has been covered, but I'm going to touch on it from a little different perspective. Been covered, I mean, by the mainstream media here a little bit. I have indicated that, of course, and everybody knows this, that Trump, having been impeached twice, for which there was nothing impeachable that he did, and it couldn't be proven... And now they're trying to impeach him a third time while he's not in office. This is a gross stupidity, raw fear, and trembling among the Democrats. And if you could get be a fly on the wall in one of their meetings, you would see a considerable amount of wailing and gnashing of teeth among and from those minions of hell itself. But Joe Biden... Having committed, what, 17 different acts constituting high crimes and misdemeanors worthy of impeachment hasn't been touched. While Trump didn't do anything wrong, couldn't be convicted, and was impeached twice. I mention this only because I consider this number 18, that Biden sends, what, a million barrels of our oil reserves To a Chinese Communist Party-owned company, which has financial connections to Hunter Biden. I got to tell you, I I don't know how you could get close to any of the Bidens without just simply smelling a stench in the air that would drive the olfactory nerves. Those are your smelling nerves, if you remember from eighth grade science. The old factory nerves, bonkers. Well, okay, on that, we're. this is what I say. I got bits and pieces. Every one of these things is important. They just don't seem to make the mainstream news. I want to revert back to a COVID-19 story. I'm calling this the COVID corner because this is really important. And I'm going to read from the... Uh, Epoch Times, which is a great publication. They do great analysis. They do their due diligence to make sure their stories are correct in line. But from a story entitled, COVID vaccines increase menstrual irregularities 1,000 fold and fetal abnormalities. Sorry about that. Fetal abnormalities 100 fold. And this is according to the VAERS analysis. Now, VAERS is a government system. It's a vaccine adverse event reporting system. This is what doctors can report to, but frequently don't because they're afraid to. It's what people can report to and sometimes do, but oftentimes don't because they don't know it exists or just simply blow it off. So everything represented on the VAERS analysis a vaccine adverse event reporting system is grossly underreported and some conclude that it may be underreported by as much as between a thousand and ten thousand percent. So now I want to read to you. New disturbing Pharmac, pharmacovigilance, they call it. This is a new word, pharmacovigilance. Well, <laughs> Signals from VAERS surrounding the use of the COVID vaccines on women of reproductive age have prompted a group of doctors to call for a ban on the COVID-19 vaccines. Over the past two weeks, Dr. James Thorpe, a maternal fetal medicine expert, painstakingly analyzed and verified the most recent Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System varies data related to COVID-19 vaccines and compared them to the influenza vaccines. Quote, COVID-19 vaccines compared to influenza vaccines are associated with increases in menstrual disorders, miscarriage, fetal chromosomal abnormalities, fetal cystic hygroma, and I do not know what hygroma is, fetal malformations, Fetal cardiac arrest, fetal cardiac arrhythmias, fetal cardiac disorders, fetal vascular malperfusion abnormalities, abnormal fetal surveillance testing, abnormal fetal growth patterns, placental thrombosis, and fetal death. And the conclusion of this is, one, abnormal uterine bleeding, also known as menstrual irregularity is 1000 fold 1000 fold greater among women who've had the vax miscarriages have increased by 5000% among women who've had the vaccine fetal chromosomal abnormalities are up 10000% Fetal malformation, 5,000%. And I could go right on down the line. All the things that are listed are somewhere between 4,000 and 200,000% greater. That is how serious this is. This is how much has been kept from people. Dr. Robert Malone, a key contributor of the mRNA technology, said, quote, The risky strategy of authorizing the emergency use of mRNA vaccine products prior to completion of rigorous non-clinical animal testing for reproductive and genotoxicity risks, followed by advocacy of widespread use in pregnancy, now appears to have resulted in substantial and avoidable reproductive toxicity. Malone went on to stress that expectant mothers should avoid the experimental vaccines and that their infants should not be injected with them. Quote, these new VAERS data and analyses demonstrate that both reproductive-aged mothers and their infants have been damaged by accepting unlicensed, inadequately tested, emergency-use-only authorized genetic vaccines. This is just unbelievable. Christine Northrop, MD, fellow of the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology. She came out supporting this analysis. She said, Having been in the front lines of this disaster as an OBGYN, I am astounded that we are repeating the same kind of mistake but on a far more devastating level, for COVID-19 shots must be stopped immediately in all pregnant women before further damage is done to the next generation. Followed up by the next news story, the blurb that just came out here, that two- and three-year-olds that have had the shot are having an unprecedented and ridiculous number of undiagnosable seizures. Two to three years old, starting between two and five days after they take the stupid jab. Quote, doctors are mystified by this rash of seizures happening to two and three-year-olds. The only thing these kids have in common, only thing, the only thread of connection is is that they were given the stupid vax just days earlier. So what do we make of this? Well, we've all been lied to, and we know that. But what I'd like you to do, if you get this podcast, this program from the website, or the podcast from rumble.com or any one of the podcast uh, opportunities that exist out there, because I'm everywhere, Get this to anyone and everyone that you know that is of childbearing age, contemplating pregnancy, who is pregnant, who might want to get pregnant. Get this out. Anybody who has young children, get this program out to them. I've given this as concisely as I can. This is a red alert warning. And the misinformation and disinformation that the government contends that this amounts to, they are the ones issuing the misinformation and disinformation because they're prostitutes and they're in an incestuous relationship with Moderna and Pfizer and J&J. And Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, the Chinese, I got to tell you, it's sickening, it's nauseating, it makes me want to vomit. These people are committing crimes against humanity and we can't get the word out. But you can. Here was Here is a program. Get it out. I put this at the front end of this program. Not that what follows is unimportant. It's very important. But for those who need to hear this, I put this at the front end so you don't have to wade through a lot of program that maybe some 22-year-old woman doesn't want to hear. But who is trying to get pregnant? Okay. All right. Gunman. Highland Park, Illinois, I'm going to touch on this briefly. Here we go. Biden is allegedly shocked at the July 4th parade mass shooting, right? He says, so there's more work to do to stop this gun violence. Yeah, there is, Joe. Let everybody carry loaded so we can blow these little rascals, these bad hombres, as Donald Trump spoke of during the 2016 campaign. We can get rid of them. Now, consider this, Joe, you and all of your Democrats that are out there protesting the 4th of July. You've got, got Democrat speechwriters saying they're embarrassed of our founding and July 4th. I want to point out two things about this shooter. Number one, the shooter is not a Republican, he doesn't support Trump. The shooter hates America. That's why he shot all these people at a July 4th event. He hates America and everything patriotic. Just like your routine run of the mill Democrat. Number two, I'm sorry, number two, I don't know where that sort of prepubescent squeak showed up in my voice there. Getting excited, I guess. So this gunman has confessed to the killing, and how did he pull it off? How did he pull off and was concealed, his identity for so long? Because he went as a tranny. All those of you who really are really big on tranny this and tranny that and let uh, a violation of Deuteronomy, the prohibition, Scott says is an abomination makes God throw up that a man dresses like a woman. But that's what this guy did. He went as a woman. He, I, he gender identified as a chick so that he couldn't be spotted so quickly. And interestingly, one of the scenes, I don't get all this, but one of the scenes of the shooting showed a whole bunch of queer pride flags there. What are queer pride flags doing at the 4th of July event? I have no idea. They ought to be burned as far as I'm concerned. You want to burn a flag? Quit burning the American flag. Go burn the queer pride flag. So he dresses up as a chick to conceal. So so what do we have? We have this transvestite patriotism-hating shooter. And Joe said uh, the whole problem is guns. And Joe, you run, operate, and direct the hate factory out of Washington, D.C. Next one, next warning. Private schools, I'm all for them. However, however, if you've got a child or grandchild in a private school, check and see if that private school has made a point of being accredited by the National Association of Independent Schools. Check it out. National Association of Independent Schools, known as the NAIS. And why? Because the NAIS is now hosting events online with a development curriculum in partnership with a company called Gender Spectrum, a left-wing whack job, sorry, for the redundancy organization that encourages child transgenderism and now partners with surgeons who want to and do perform sex change operations on children, also known as butchers, also known as child abusers, also known as somebody who really missed their opportunity in Hitler's laboratories. If your school... If the school that your children or grandchildren are going to are being accredited by the NAIS, warn them and and make a point at their school board meeting that if they're lining up with gender spectrum to push this queer crap and garbage on your children or grandchildren, pull those kids or grandkids out of that school ASAP. This is another red alert. Now,
0: uh,
1: Last week we talked about how the army cannot get its recruiting goals filled. They're short forty percent. People don't have jobs. Some people can get fine jobs, so would they go join the army or something? They can't fill it because of the woke smoke crap and queer garbage going on, and the rainbow-colored bullets on the marine ad. Goodness sakes, who wants to be a marine anymore? Ex-Marines are embarrassed. I'm ex-Army, and I'm embarrassed, especially about what I'm going to read to you right now. Army training now was a required videos and training session for soldiers that requires that they must shower with transgender persons of the opposite sex. I'm going to quote from Breitbart, and then I'm going to quote from the training video. And then we are going to come to a shocking, unnerving conclusion to this story. So that the Army training slide here, obtained by Breitbart, way to go, you guys, I love Breitbart most of the time, instructs soldiers to shower with transgender members of the opposite sex even if they have not undergone a surgical transition. So reading from their text here, the the Army's text, the training slide offers here a vignette instructing soldiers on what to do if they encounter a female soldier who identifies as male according to the Department of Defense's personnel tracking system known as Defense Enrollment Eligibility Reporting System, called deers. Oh, dear. How special. No, I don't think that's what they mean. But they have not surgically transitioned and still have female genitalia. People say, well, what are you doing this, reading this on a Christian radio program or on a, a Christian podcast? Well, it, this is what the Army is putting out. The, t- the slide is entitled... Soldier slash training barracks, bathrooms and showers and reads as follows Following his transition from female to male, which does not include sex reassignment surgery and gender marker change in Deer's system, a transgender soldier begins using male barracks, bathrooms and shower facilities. And because he did not undergo a surgical change, the soldier still has female genitalia. In other words, if you got a blank, you're not a chick. Right? Okay. The slide instructs soldiers, quote, they must accept, must accept living and working conditions that are often austere, primitive, and characterized by little or no privacy. Understand anyone may encounter individuals in barracks, bathrooms, or shower facilities with physical characteristics of the opposite sex, because they are the opposite sex. I'm sorry, I inserted that. Despite having the same gender marker in deers. In other words, they just put down, I'm a guy, and that's all it takes. So why, let's go back to the shooter in Highland Park. Why aren't they saying that it was a woman shooter that killed all the people in the July 4th parade? Who's was dressed as a chick, pretending to be a chick, was identifying as a woman. Why aren't they saying that it was a woman shooter? Because they couldn't go out and track down somebody who isn't a woman, but was dressed as a woman because they aren't a woman. Gosh, do we have the stupid, most stupid piece of crap recently admitted to the U.S. Supreme Court, Katanji Brown? Come on. Continuing, we tell soldiers that they need to be respectful of the privacy and modesty concerns of others. This is a joke. Be respectful of the privacy and modesty concerns of others but transgender soldiers are not required or expected to modify or adjust their behavior based on the fact that they do not match other soldiers in other words forget all the, any modesty with this chick trying to be a male but everybody else has to be respectful of the privacy and the modesty concerns of others lloyd austin why are you still in place are you such a dork how can you be such a moral moron as you are to, to be doing this? Well, you were because you were instructed by Biden to do it, and you don't have the cojones, Lloyd, baby, to do anything close to right. God is spitting on your face right now, man. I don't care what happens to you. I don't care. You are morally unfit. The first person to be discharged dishonorably from the Army for immoral and inappropriate behavior would be Lloyd Austin. But he's not technically in the Army. So he can't get kicked out. He's already out. Now, i got to finish with this because this blows me away. The training video warns soldiers that the violations of the equal opportunity policies may result in disciplinary actions under the Uniform Code of Military Justice and that equal opportunity policies, quote, I hope you're sitting down, well if you're not, you'll be on the ground here in a minute, quote, apply to working, living, and recreational environment both on and off post during duty and non-duty hours. End quote. So an Army soldier, he's off duty. He goes on leave. He goes back home. He's not interested in some chick who's trying to be a guy in a bathroom in Evanston, Illinois, or wherever he's from. He's subject to disciplinary programs because Lloyd Austin wants to queer the entire world and threaten Army soldiers with discipline no matter where they are, when they're doing, whatever they're doing. This is so sickening and nauseating. Lloyd, you make me puke. Biden, you make me puke. Demoncrats, you make me puke. Now, having gotten enraged, I'm going to come back with a great story. Do not go away. It's about a black Republican pastor launching his congressional campaign with an AR-15. We'll be right back.
0: The Robin Walter Show is a listener-supported program. Your contribution goes to help as many people as possible to hear that the Word of God has answers to help you survive and even thrive in the dark days ahead in this country. We pledge to bring you the critical information you need to make informed decisions in this age where big tech and big media have conspired to rid our country of everything Christian. Please send your support to The Robin Walter Show. P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. Or go to robinwalter.net and use PayPal. That's The Robin Walter Show. P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. Or robinwalter.net and use PayPal. Thank you.
1: We are back. This is a Robin Walters show. Okay. After that tirade, that rant of mine, all of which seems to me personally entirely justified, I have this great story. These are one of the, these are the kind of stories I love to do because they give me continued hope. I don't need to see a lot of them, but they are to me an answer to prayer. And for those of you, there are a few listeners we have who've listened to this program for its entirety, which is 17 years. Not very many are still around, or they've moved on. But you know that I have prayed and prayed and prayed for the rising up of black and Hispanic conservatives, articulate, on the right, God-fearing, because in, in those Two demographics, in my opinion, is the greatest hope, if there is any, of this country turning back around. And one such person, another such person, let me put it that way, has arisen, a black Republican pastor running for the 4th Congressional District out of my home state, uh, Arizona, yeah, baby, Did did a campaign ad featuring an AR-15 and an attack by the KKK. The man, Jerome Davison, he's a, a father, a former NFL player, pastor, author, speaker. He's running, like I said, for the Arizona's 4th District. This ad has ticked off so many people. And he said, uh, he said, why? When he The ad is, If you're being chased by a bunch of KKK people, you need an AR-15. And guess what? You also need a magazine that holds 30 rounds because you don't know how many of them there are. We've gotten a lot of flack because people are saying, well, their KKK isn't out there anymore. Yes, they are. They just aren't wearing the hoods. They're just called Democrats. Keep in mind, the KKK was founded, sustained, fueled, financially supported beginning in 1865. By Democrats. Fact. And just like the Democrats in the mid 19th century, the masters, the slave owners kept them on the plantation, the modern day Democrat Party does the same thing. Free cell phones for those who helped put Obama in office. Free this or that. The hate, 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 hate. Everything is racism, racism, racism. You know what? If it, if I shot a javelina because he was attacking me, javelinas are in Mexico, in uh, in Arizona. You remember that old monkey song calling Bob, ha- calling Mr. Javelina, Mr. Bob Javelina? I forgot what song that was. Tell me, RobinWalter.net. It just came to my mind. There's a guy named Bob Javelina. Javelina is an animal. They're protected, but you can shoot them if you get attacked. If a story emerged that out of self-defense, I shot a javelina, it would be, and the people writing the story on the left knew my background, it would be called racism, because everything is racism, but you see, familiarity breeds contempt. It's sort of like the left overused the word torture with Gitmo and everything else. Everything was torture, 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 until eventually torture doesn't mean jack squat crap diddly. And racism no longer means jack squat crap, diddly, because it's only ever spoken ad nauseumly, ad nauseingly by the left. They are the ones that can't quit talking about it. They are the ones who still have, I'm glad to say, a declining percentage of blacks and Hispanics on the popular uh, on the plantation. And this man, Jerome Davison. Go baby, go buddy. I want you to knock them dead. I got to tell you, you take a, a strong, good-looking young black man come out with an AR-15 as a Republican, talking about why we need to be able to defend ourselves against the Democrats. Yeah, the Democrats. He doesn't use that word, but I'm going to give it to him. Maybe he might start. Wonder Woman, Linda Carter. Well, the wonder is that she ever got a role. She was a horrible actress, still is, um, trying to hang in there after about her 12th cosmetic facial surgery. And, well, you know what? I'm not going to go there. I guess women do what they need to do in that regard, and especially if you got a spare half a million to spend on your face or whatever. But she has come out and now contends that one month a year is not enough for Pride Month. July also needs to be Pride Month, and it needs to be called Pride Two Month. Well, it's interesting, Linda, uh, because you just add a few more months, and like I said a couple weeks ago, what was Pride Month in Sodom and Gomorrah? You know the answer? Pride Month was January and February and March and April and May, and then June and July and August, September, October, November, December. Pride Month was every single month of the year at Sodom and Gomorrah till God couldn't take it anymore. The cries of the people came up for the wickedness of that city and just smoked it big time. Take a clue from Scripture. All right, well, so the Biden administration has confirmed, come out here, that the liberal world order is its goal. This is how bold the left has become. Now they don't use the word new world order because that got overused and had a lot of baggage associated with it so they're calling the liberal world order. Well, that's a redundancy because the world order, if any sort, is by definition liberal. It's a bunch of left-wing weenies wanting and and wanting to dictate control over everybody's lives everywhere in the world. So the Biden administration official confirmed that Americans will have to keep paying $5 a gallon for gasoline because Deese, that's his name, Brian Deese, D-E-E-S-E, stated on CNN that paying $5 a gallon for gasoline is necessary because it's what's needed right now to establish and maintain the liberal world order. He said, quote, this is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm, End quote. So now you know, now you know why, Joe, no brains, I'm your left-wing puppet, Biden, will not do anything to lower fuel prices, maybe for a little tiny bit so that the uh, Democrats don't get shellacked in November, but why he can't and will not let up why he's not renewing offshore oil leases and the Keystone Pipeline and all of these things which could be done. But that's a jerk, the jackass Joey, blames it on the oil companies. He says, oh, they're greedy. Well, you guess what? They weren't greedy under Donald Trump, were they, Joey? No, they weren't greedy then. January 6, 2021 is a date to memorialize because that's when gas was a buck ninety-nine, Joey, baby. Why weren't they greedy under Trump? Why were, why were we getting gas for under $2 a gallon under Trump if the oil companies were so greedy? But they only got greedy under you, Joey, baby. It's because it's necessary for the future of the liberal world order because Joey's taking his cues from Barack Hussein Obama, who's taking them from George Soros and whoever else. Well, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Don't want to go deeper on that. He's got no original authority, no original thought. You know, I don't have it in front of me. I do think it's time. It's come around for me to sing once again the Joe Biden theme song. I'm going to have to save it for the next program. I don't have it sitting in front of me. I'm not so sure I have all the words memorized, but it's to the tune of the Wizard of Oz song, If I Only Had a Brain. So just to kind of cue you up for uh, next week, okay? So it seems like CNN is simply helping defeat Democrats by having some loser like this Brian Dison saying, we need to keep gas at five bucks a gallon because we have to establish the liberal world order. CNN is proud of that story. But if you want to help whoever the demon crack candidate is lose, keep up the story, CNN. Well, last week I mentioned I would return to this, and I'm going to now about a poll which um, is pretty pretty doggone alarming, that almost 3 in 10 Americans indicate that they may have to take up arms Someday against our government. This is a survey from Neil Newhouse and Joel Benenson through the University of Chicago's Institute of Politics. Now, what I mentioned last week briefly was that a survey back in November, remember just only six or seven months ago, said that one-third of the Republicans approximately believe that the day would come they have to take up arms against the government. Now, I'm not suggesting that this is in the context of overthrowing the government, but certainly taking up arms in defense of the government. In other words, sort of like Jerome Davison's ad, because we've got an institutionalized KKK without hoods in Washington, D.C. They're coming after you. They hate Christians. They hate the Second Amendment. It's what prevents them from the complete power grab. But in this survey, they found this is what's alarming. Okay, so last November, one-third of the Republicans, almost one-third, believe that the day would come when they have to take up arms against the government. Today, now, late June, the last week of June, 56% of Americans in this poll with an error factor of only plus or 3.5%. I'll give you that disclosure right up front. 56% of Americans believe the government is corrupt and rigged against them. Now consider this. 56% of the country is not Republican. 56% of the country is not independents. 56% of the country... I don't know would necessarily be republicans and independents. So 56% has to include a significant number of democrats. It has to. 49% agreed they that more and more 49 50% basically of all the people surveyed plus or minus 3% margin of error feel more and more like a stranger in their their own country. In one question, the voters were asked if it will be necessary at some point soon, soon, for citizens to take up arms against the government. That number, I said nearly three in 10, it's exactly 28% of the voters agreed. But listen to this breakdown. Of that 28%, 36% of them were Republicans that feel that way. 35% of those that felt like the day is coming, we have to take up arms against the government, are independents. 20% are Democrats. 20! Now, maybe they're still lost in their... Maybe their beard is dangling in their pea soup. I don't know what's going on. Maybe they think that somehow this is a fear of Trump returning. We didn't get down to that detail in the... In the survey, but among also among the American respondents who have guns in their homes, thirty-seven percent agreed someday taking up arms against the government will be necessary. And I just want to quote here from Newhouse and Benenson. This is their this is their story. I'm just the messenger. They discussed these findings on CNN. CNN and once again they think they're trying to do us in and they keep spreading the news this is where we are they're spreading the news that more people need to be armed and they think that they're trying to 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 draw a swift reaction against it they found that the percentage of Americans pondering a physical fight against the government tyranny specifically government tyranny is alarming these are stunning results, said Newhouse. Quote, we knew the mood of the country was not positive, but it is so much worse than we could have thought it was. End quote. For taking up arms against the government didn't generate a Republican-dominated response, said Newhouse, that 45% of Republicans agreed with the question, but so did 33% of NPR, National Public Radio, Libs and independents, 33% of NPR listeners, agreed. Even 26% of gun owners who identified themselves as liberal. So the Newhouse-Benenson poll tracked the responses. Like I said, 1,000 registered voters, only a 3.5% margin of error. Well, where are we? You know, I've got some things I have to just—I just have to push off till next week. I wanted to read—I can't get to it—a draft of Joe Biden's letter apologizing to the United States. This is not factual; it is hoped for, but I do not have time for it. But I am going to put in its stead, in its place, a piece that the editor of Gab News put out, which is just simply so good, and I want to read it to you. It is important. It's the way the program needs to be concluded today. Our editor at Gab News, who's just a great, just a great guy, said, quote, Men are men. Women are women. A man cannot become a woman. A woman cannot become a man. Men are better at some things than women. Women are better at some things than men. Marriages between a man and a woman. We should not kill babies. Children should not be exploited or abused. Men should protect and provide for the family. Women should nurture and care for the family. These statements were self-evident truths for thousands of years, but only in the past few decades have they become deemed hateful or bigoted. Satan is attempting to turn God's creation upside down and invert it. Up is down, left is right, right is wrong, evil is good, and good is evil. The truth is relative and whatever you want it to be. These are the lies of the enemy. This is the post-truth trash world. We may live in a post-truth world, but that doesn't mean that the objective truth that has been revealed to us through God's Word will not stand the tests of of a world gone mad. Going against the truth of God's design for men, women, children, and families is like going against gravity. Eventually, you're going to fall back to earth. The writer here then states that he was having a discussion with his pastor about these things, and the pastor had said something that shocked him and struck him. He said, It should come as no surprise when worldly people fall into the trap of completely rejecting truth. But what is astonishing to see is that people who call themselves Christians are buying into lies of the enemy wholesale and without questions. Wear the mask. Don't question it. Lock down the church. Don't question it. Take the experimental DNA altering aborting aborted vaccine don't question it accept the election results despite the rampant irregularities don't question it support Congress sending 40 billion to Ukraine don't question it. hand over your guns don't question it attack demonize and destroy anyone who questions it. The rejection of truth by Christians causes those of us who are grounded in God's truth to become incredibly frustrated, even dizzy at the prospect of trying to communicate effectively and wade through the adversary's mountains of lies. This is what the enemy wants, and we must fight back against the urge to stay silent. If Christians are denying God's truth when it is right in front of their faces, we have a big problem, and we need to course-correct quickly. The only way to do that is by speaking the truth loudly boldly and often you know much has been said and and i have concluded my quote from gab news much has been said and talked about with respect to the cancel culture the cancel culture canceling out christians well two comments here that are appropriate to close this program out and there are two issues number one is that the job of the church is to cancel the demonic culture. That's the role of the church, is to cancel. Are we not called to, like Jesus, destroy the works of the devil? Is that not the cancel culture activity that we should be engaged in? That's actually, is, is there, there are two problems, but they're really two sides of the same coin. Because on the flip side of that are those Christians who are not engaged in defeating and destroying the works of the devil and accommodate them. And then there are those Christians, as referenced in Gab News, who have canceled themselves and want to cancel other Christians because it makes they make them feel uncomfortable. They, they want friends. They want to be admired by man more than by God. They want to be revered by man more than God. So there's nothing worse than Christians who call themselves Christians and attempt to cancel the Christian witness in others and have already canceled that among themselves, in themselves. You see... We're supposed to be allies with the truth and take up the sword against the enemy. But they are, there are those Christians out there who have taken up a sword and do the bidding of the, of the traitors, and they become traitors. Let me ask you a question here, just a rhetorical question, obviously. Who is the worst traitor in all of history? The worst traitor in all of history. We've talked about what? If you read the history book, we'll all say, well, that was Benedict Arnold, right? No. The worst traitor in all of his history was Judas Iscariot. Judas, in the physical presence and under the influence of the incarnate God, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, on earth, in his presence, participating in, at least in the in the ministry, in some degrees, well, some of which was looting from the purse, and then he deceived him and betrayed him with a kiss. That's the worst traitor. The worst traitors are those who know the know the truth. Those are the worst. I don't know if they're Christians. I don't even know if they are. But the ones who cancel themselves and attempt to cancel others lest they feel bad and look bad for being the feckless eunuchs that they are. This is this is Judas. He wanted 30 pieces of silver. Apparently wanted to be liked by the Sanhedrin more than by God. And that's the biggest traitor there could be out there. And some of them are in your churches. I've got a I got to I got to read this passage. I think I read it before a little while ago but it bears repeating again from second Corinthians chapter 11 that there are false apostles in the church deceitful workers transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ and no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore it is no great thing if Satan's ministers also be transformed as ministers of righteousness, whose ends shall be according to their works. The ones who fake the righteousness, the bogus righteousness, the ones who uh, through great pontification try to assume and sound like a moral high ground and they're from the pit of hell that are standing behind a bunch of pulpits. You can't get rid of them necessarily, but you can get rid of you and leave those churches and get to a godly church. But we need to be part of the cancel culture, canceling the works of the enemy. I mean, after all Jesus said, In Matthew 10, that he gave his disciples a power against unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all manner of sickness, manner of disease. You see, Jesus was not dealing with a primarily political system against him. That was against him. But the works of the devil at that point were in the context of the disease and the sickness and the sin. Yes, the Romans came against him. Yes, the Sanhedrin did. And the Pharisees came against him. And he warned them. He said, those who are going to come against you in the later times are going to be those of your own family. But it doesn't change what we need to do. For we need to stand tall. We need to speak the word of God in truth, in love, but boldly, often, as Gab News said. And finishing with a quote from Jesus. And fear not them which kill the body but are not able to kill the soul. There you go. Sit tall in the saddle, America, and wherever you may be listening around the world, because you ride for the brand, the brand of Jesus Christ. God bless you. We'll see you real soon.